This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Right, welcome to an instant reaction edition of the Evan Roberts podcast. I was driving home from a regular day. Nice show, fun show. It's hot outside. I'm at a red light and I see a text message from numerous people saying the Jets traded Teddy. So I played a game in my head and that game was what the hell did the Jets get back and what would I be happy with? And before I even got the answer, I realized, as I was thinking about this, I don't know if I was going to be happy. Not that I was going to be mad. All right? I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be crazy because I know the future of this team is Sam Darnold. And I'm ecstatic about Sam Darnold. I'm ecstatic that there is hope that maybe, finally, first time in my lifetime, the first time in Beningo's lifetime since Namath, that this organization may have a franchise quarterback, and it's Sam Darnold. And I know that Teddy Bridgewater is not that guy, even though I have said on the air I'm in favor of starting him. I've realized that no matter what that pick was, unless it was something crazy, you know, unless somebody got hurt in the meantime that I didn't even realize, I was probably not going to be happy. So I made a bet with myself. I said... If it's any worse than a three, I'm probably pissed. If it's a three or obviously lower, I'd be like, okay, it's not terrible. So the answer is it's a third round pick. The latest report is that they're sending back a six, but they're getting back a three in trading Teddy Bridgewater to the New Orleans Saints. And it's fine. It's not a bad trade. You know, a first, second, and third are considered in scouting terms a premium draft pick. It is what it is. The Saints will probably be a good team, so it's probably a late three, though you never know. The NFL's a crazy sport. It's just that, and it's not about starting Teddy, because I have accepted over the last week that that was not going to happen. And I do think that if you watch the preseason, I think Teddy Bridgewater was as good as Sam Darnold. I I think it's tough to compare them in ways because they were facing uh, different levels of opponents. You know, if you look at Darnold's case in the Giant preseason game, He's facing the first-team Giant defense. Teddy Bridgewater isn't. To be fair, to be fair, that Teddy wasn't facing the same guys Sam Darnold was facing. He's not playing with the same guys that Sam Darnold was playing with. So it is tough to judge on a lot of levels, but I thought Teddy was as good. I really do. Guy hasn't played consistently in a couple of years after that brutal knee injury, and I thought he played well. And if you ignored who was who... If you ignored who is the rookie taking three overall, who's the veteran that was brought in to maybe compete and maybe start, I don't think there was a huge difference between the two. And based on Teddy's experience, he probably in the short term would give them a better chance to win. No, uh, probably. But I don't think Teddy you know, completely outplayed him by any stretch, nor do I think Sam Darnold completely outplayed Teddy. I guess where I'm selfish and I'm the fat guy wanting more cake, if you will, is I wonder, could it have been better? 
And forget about starting him. All right, I've accepted he wasn't going to start. Sam Darnold's the future. He's starting Monday night against the Lions. I'm not even talking about starting him. I'm saying he's the backup, and you start this season, and you see, does somebody go down with an injury? Does Deshaun Watson get hurt right out of the gate? Does Drew Brees get hurt right out of the gate, as unlikely as that is? And really, you come up with any team you want. You pick the starting quarterback, they get hurt week one. Tom Brady, circa 2008. What does that do to the asking price for Teddy Bridgewater? Am I nuts to think, hey, maybe what happens with Bradford, Vikings, Eagles, happens with the Jets? Maybe I am crazy, but I was holding out hope for that. And the risk-reward wasn't really there. I mean, if you're not playing Teddy, and they weren't, and he's your backup, and you're just holding on to him with the hope that his value is only going to go up, there is no risk. What's the risk? What, the Saints are going to trade for another backup quarterback? Whatever you were going to get today, which was a third-round pick, you're probably getting in three weeks anyway. So just looking at it, and it's not worth being pissed about. I'm not giving you any fake anger here because I'm not angry. I just think, yeah, they probably could have done better, and it probably would have been worth it. It probably would have been worth, hey, hold on to him, see if it can be better. Now, with that said, here's the good in this. The good in this is that the Jets literally turned signing Teddy Bridgewater and paying him a million dollars into a third-round pick. And that's great. Yeah, that really is great. They basically spent a million dollars for a third-round draft pick and... Who would complain about that? Draft picks are very important, especially if there's some kind of deal that maybe we don't see happening right now, or maybe a deal we do see happening right now. You could always use that as a chip in that trade. So the fact that they turned something that cost them nothing other than a couple of dollars financially into a third-round pick is great. On the other end, I wonder why the New Orleans Saints, who who obviously are trying to win a championship this year, they have Drew Brees at quarterback. Their backup was Tom Savage, of all people. Why they felt the need in being aggressive in trading a third-round pick for a quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. What was the thinking there on their end when anybody could assign Teddy Bridgewater when the Jets signed Teddy Bridgewater? Now, at the time, I'm sure the Jets were appealing to Teddy because he looked at it and said, hey, there's a somewhat of a real opportunity to start. There is no opportunity to start in New Orleans. And that's the funny thing for this guy. Teddy Bridgewater gets traded to a situation in which starting is unmore realistic there than it ever was with the Jets. Because with the Jets, you know, Sam Darnold could get hurt. I doubt they would pull him because of ineffective play. The only way I think that would have happened or could happen in this case with Josh McCann, and I think it's very unlikely, is if the Jets are winning games and Darnold is awful. And I think it's very unlikely that that happens. And all of a sudden here, the Jets are they're, they're 5-3 and three and Darnold's playing awful. And they say, hey, we got a chance to win. Let's go to McCown or Bridgewater. I doubt that would ever happen. I mean, I'd put that at a 5% shot. But at least it was somewhat possible for Teddy. Now, the only possibility of starting is Drew Brees getting hurt. And despite him being 39 years old, you never know. It's football. Anybody can get hurt. The odds are he's not going to get hurt. And the odds are Teddy Bridgewater is probably not going to play this year. He's going to end up holding a clipboard. But from a Jet perspective, they get a third-round pick by just spending a million dollars on Teddy Bridgewater. The only negative and the only thing I'll always wonder about, and I'll wonder about it even more if a guy goes down, if a quarterback gets hurt first two weeks of the season, I want to be wondering about this, is what they could have gotten for him if they waited. Now, as far as this competition is concerned, because this is now the third time in the recent era of the last 10 years 
that the Jets, the Jets have drafted a quarterback relatively high, Mark Sanchez, first-round pick, Geno Smith, second-round pick, and basically had a competition. And I do feel better about this particular competition because I thought the first time when Mark Sanchez one-on-one the job, as I'm using uh, my fingers to do the, the bunny ears, or whatever the hell it is, quotation marks, he won the job against Kellen Clements. I mean, give me a break. Was it really a competition? Was Mark Sanchez really challenged by Kellen Clemens? The answer is no. The second competition was won by Geno Smith by default. He was won because Rex Ryan had this weird infatuation with winning the Snoopy Bowl. So he thought, hey, if I put Sanchez in with my third-team offensive line and he leads the Jets to a dramatic Snoopy Bowl victory, what a great story. He'll be my starter. Which, at the time, I preferred he was. I preferred he started, but he got hurt. Gino gets the job. There you go. This did feel like a realer competition. It did, because even though for the last two weeks, the inevitable has been Sam Darnold's going to be the quarterback, I think he had to do something to earn it. I think he played reasonably well. I think his first preseason game was the most impressive. I think he had moments in the giant preseason game, especially early on, especially on that third and 15 in which he used his legs to run for a first down. I thought he was impressive. I thought there were moments where you watched him play and you could envision the franchise quarterback. You could see it. And that's as a guy who didn't start that many games in college. That's as a guy who's still 21 years old, really, really young. And that's with a team that's, you know, got questions offensively, specifically on the offensive line for now, until they get healthy. If Beecham is healthy, if Winters is healthy, the offensive line, I think think it'll be okay. I don't think it's going to be the Cowboys. I don't think it's going to be as bad as the Giants last year. So I think he was, in my opinion, and hopefully recency bias doesn't affect it, I think he was more impressive than Geno Smith and Mark Sanchez when they first got their shot. But I got to tell you, I know I shouldn't get excited. I know I should calm down. And maybe it's because I'm so thirsty. I mean, I am parched to see good goodness from my teams. The Mets have sucked now for a couple of years after teasing you into the World Series and teasing you into the wild card game. And as great as DeGrom has been, the Mets suck. We all know that. The Islanders just watched John Tavares walk out the door. Just watch them leave. The Nets, I I got nothing to say about the Nets. I got nothing to say about the Nets. The Jets had the two-year run. The two-year Rex Ryan run in 9 and 10. And the last eight years, for the most part, other than the fleeting moment where you thought they'd win Week 17 in Buffalo, it's been one giant disappointment. You hear Tony Romo. You hear others talk about how good Sam Darnold can be. And I just, I dream. And, you know, Beningo always says this. He would always say, When you're going to break an epic curse, like the Red Sox, like the Cubs, it's going to be epic. It's not just going to be a regular run-of-the-mill, yeah, they won the World Series and that was it. And in 2004, the Boston Red Sox came back from 3-0. We all get it. That's how they epically broke the curse. The Cubs came back from 3-1 and they epically broke their curse. The Cavaliers finally won an NBA championship. They're down 3-1. Dramatic. Draymond Green suspended. Boom. LeBron block. Craziness. It was majestic how they won a championship. Now, I'm not predicting a Jets Super Bowl. I want everybody to calm down. I'm not saying that. But here's what I'm saying. The last year and how we've gotten here, 
to how the Jets have drafted Sam Darnold is sort of epic. It's sort of a story I'm going to tell my grandkids many years from now if Darnold finds his greatness. I'm going to say, yeah, you're not going to believe it. Uh, let me make up a grandkid's name. Well, my son's name is Jet. So let's go with DeGrom. Yeah, he's going to name his kid after that Hall of Famer Jacob DeGrom. I'm going to say little DeGrom. You know how the Jets found their franchise quarterback? And he's going to say, how did they find that Hall of Famer Sam Darnold, Grandpa? And I'm going to say, oh, you're not going to believe it. They had a season in which we all thought they were going to suck and partially rooted for them to suck because we wanted Sam Darnold. But the Jets were surprisingly good, little DeGrom. They played better than we thought, little DeGrom. And it was sort of a disappointment because what did they do? They won five games. Big deal. Let's have a party. Todd Bowles is coming back, right? Who's Todd Bowles, Grandpa? Oh, Todd, Todd Bowles was the coach that coached Sam for a year. And then he was replaced by, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who, who the hell's going to replace him. Uh, by uh, Del, De Filippo. Yeah, the great head coach now. Oh, yeah, really? And it looked like we had no chance at Sam Darnold because the Jets finished better than we thought. They had the sixth pick in the draft. Then what happened, Daddy? I mean, me, Grandpa. Messing up my story. Well, the Jets traded. They traded a few second-round picks, three of them to be exact, and they got to three in the draft, and we still didn't think they were going to get Sam Darnold. We thought they were going to get Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield? Who's that? Ah, oh, he, number one overall pick, one of the many... Uh, Cleveland Brown quarterbacks that suck. What are the Cleveland Browns? Oh, yeah, they're defunct now. Yeah, they got defuncted twice. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We, we go to the Hall of Fame. You'll read about them and how they met their demise. Hugh Jackson won one game in four years. It was amazing. But they kept rehiring him. And then Sam Darnold fell to them at three. And then the greatness began. At least that's what I tell myself. Sometimes you've got to tell yourself these things. So let this trade be the beginning of Sam Darnold's greatness. Let it be the beginning of a run. But in closing, this trade is fine. It's not the end of the world, but it leaves me wanting more and it leaves me wondering how much better could they have done? This has been an instant reaction. The Jets have traded Teddy Bridgewater podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye.